Hello, everybody, and welcome all thanks to LD Mobile. This is NBL Overtime. Wherever you might be around the country, hashtag NBL Overtime to get involved. A legend joins the NBL's newest franchise. Of course, we're going to see some huge inclusions for the New Zealand Breakers, and the top teams in the league continue to do what they do, and that is win. Hello, Corey. What's the word? The word is, I'm excited. I know that a hell of a lot's been going on the last 72 hours at headquarters because the pandemic again in different parts of the country has made it a bit tougher. So I'm glad that I'm here talking about the games rather than having to redo the schedule. Liam Santa Maria, studs and duds, nbl.com.au, the NBL app. Hello to you. Hey, man. Um, yeah, good call. Shout out to, shout out to Sean oh. Gottlipson at the NBL oh. who has to rehash that schedule. And mm -hmm. shout out to everyone in Brisbane. As well, locked down in their homes, uh, doing it a little tough right now. All right, let's start with something that doesn't change, and that's the fact that the Perth Wildcats keep winning. Melbourne United, who are at the top of the ladder right below them, continue to win with a huge double. And then the Illawarra Hawks were brilliant, led by Tyler Harvey last night when they smacked around an undermanned Brisbane Bullets team. But let's start with the Wildcats. It, it feels like... No, we're going to start with the Illawarra Hawks. There you go. Either which way, both of them played well. Tyler Harvey was outstanding. A slight little knock meant that he didn't re-enter the game, but he didn't need to, but they were good last night. Oh, they were, and he was extraordinary. That's the cool thing about, you know, these top three teams this week is their sharpshooters, their explosive scorers put on shooting displays, and Harvey was brilliant. So hard to guard, and uh, Golding and Cotton, mm -hmm. similar for their squads. The, the thing is, last night, Homicide, and this is something that I think a lot of teams picked up on early. If you don't play great transition day early and you allow the Hawks to get rolling, then this game could be over. And that's exactly what happened last night. Look, Tyler Harvey's a gun. He showed up. He did what he needed to do to keep his team in fourth place. Chris Golan did his thing as well. Did what he needed to do to get his team back rolling again, right? I know what the graphics are showing. I'm going to Bryce Cotton. <laughs> I'm going to John. I'm going to start with John Mooney first. John Mooney's numbers over this weekend, 17 and 16 against Illawarra. Two days later, 13 and 17. Mm -hmm. Over the round, he averaged 15 and 16 and a half rebounds. I don't know why this man can't be rookie of the year, but right now, his name is getting louder and louder. I respect it. Bryce Cotton against Simon Sesso. And Dang Adele, two of the toughest defenders I believe he faced this season so far. 22 and 5. Two days later, against, against whoever guarded him on the Sydney Kings, 29 and 4. When that uh, passport comes, when that man gets naturalized, there is no way in hell he does not make that team be the greatest ever dude in this country. I'm going to keep saying it because he keeps delivering mm. it's looking so easy too easy there's nobody in this continent in this region that can guard this man it's just so fun to watch it is when he steps out there especially against the kings the numbers that he's put up against <laughs> the kings over the past season and a half are ridiculous and we're gonna get another look at it this week yeah, well, hope they don't call a rubbish tech foul again and ruin the uh, first half. But oh, that's a good point. Huh? No, like, like, you know what? Did it make any difference to the end result? Probably not. In fact, it wouldn't have because I think that the Wildcats, and in fact, the Kings led in that third quarter and then 
Couldn't win nuts. Yo, shout out we, we to We need the... to see human emotion and passion. We want to see it from players. We don't want to see cliches. And that's the type of stuff that puts players back in their shells. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone, the refs included, know the difference between the line of which you can cross mm -hmm. that deserves a tech foul and it doesn't. And if Casper uh, Ware went over the line that deserves a tech foul, do we may as well just pack it up right now? Yo, shout out to my man Luke Travis. <laughs> Your man. Bunnings co-player <laughs> of the game. <laughs> He came off the bench mm -hmm. and was a great spark. 16 points, yep. career high, and great game. I want to give a shout-out to Dinger Dell, who I thought was brilliant last night. Now, when we, uh, of course, when the Hawks signed all their players, he was their priority, and we were looking forward to Dinger Dell. An injury interrupted start. He hasn't been able to get to the groove, but I thought he was brilliant last night. And in the end, Tyler Harvey set it up. I understand that. But in that last quarter, Dinger Dell, I thought was really good for the Hawks. And it's good to see him start to play and feel a little more comfortable in that Hawks outfit. Yep, for sure. Um, and then, look, they're putting him in the right positions to try and get him going and giving him key defensive assignments along the way as well. And he's stepping up in that regard. So, you know, Corey's spoken about it the whole way along. It, he is so important to what they want to ultimately achieve and they're starting to get him going. Didn't speak a great deal about Melbourne, who looked, in fact, our man, that's you, at halftime, it was me, you and the goat, gays. <laughs> New Zealand can't lose. And then you threw a pen once the, uh, the final Oh, I threw the pen. Made. They didn't see that part. That part was... I couldn't but, believe it. But they I were... could not believe that. 18 points down in the third. They come back and win. They were scrappy as hell, Melbourne United, to get the job done. And it was a totally different outfit, of course. Jack White back into the team. Mason Peatling was good. We were talking shortly rookie of the years and young guys who have played well in pre- and mid-season awards. But Melbourne United turned it around. They were brilliant. And we have said this the entire time. And Scotty Hobson still to come back in probably this week. When Chris Golding goes, Melbourne United goes. And when it comes to most valuable players in that team, he is most valuable to them because not only his shooting ability and his ability to do what he does, in particular on the big stage, but the energy is contagious, the crowd gets involved, and it's a different feel around United when Chris Golding is doing those type of things. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what, you know, that's the change that they want, wanted to make over from last season to this season, right? Is to make him much more of a focus offensively, make him feel like, hey, you can take those shots as you march the ball down in transition, pull up, it's all good. And when you don't have it, we're going to run you off some stuff and get you open. And, I mean, it's, it is very fun to watch when he's shooting the way he was in that throwdown. Hashtag NBL overtime to get involved. And, of course, I mentioned it off the top, and this is something we just deal with and sporting bodies around the world have to deal with. When the pandemic rears its head in unexpected or surprising ways, like it has in Brisbane in the last couple of days, as Liam touched on off the top, we are thinking of everyone in Brisbane in lockdown and, and, and working their way through it. But it means there's been some changes to the NBL schedule. I won't go through game by game, but let's have a little look at what is changing. Of course, uh, we've got tickets and memberships. No doubt the clubs have been in touch by now. But if you have a little look at that, some games have been postponed. We see, obviously, a change in New Zealand going to Launceston with Tasmania and the government making their decision around teams or people that have been in Brisbane. So a little bit of a change in the next couple of weeks with games postponed. And that is why the NBL continue to be flexible and don't just roll out the rest of the season fixture. They've got to be able to deal with stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, right. So that's, that's pretty big. I mean, Perth and New Zealand were both looking at three-game rounds yeah. coming up this week. And um, now they're both down to just one, which is interesting because they're two teams, like, I think would be ready to play game after game mm -hmm. right now. New Zealand are getting some, some, some new bodies in and the Wildcats are playing incredible form, but um, they're just going to have to play the one this week. Now, but on New Zealand, of course, McDowell-White out of quarantine. Levi Randolph about to be out of quarantine, expected 
Well, is he expected to play? Yeah, I think he will, yeah. Yeah, okay. Corey Webster, we are hearing, might not be too... Fu- That's right as well. I think he might play this week too. I think he's worked for New Zealand. As much as they want to get out in the court and they had that great win last Saturday, and we'll touch on him in a moment, the fact is they get some more practice time with the guys coming in might actually be of an advantage for Dan Shamir and his crew. Yeah, maybe. Although I think, you know, they just got a good win, an overtime mm. win, an emotional yeah, it's true. win. And, and I think maybe you want to play a few games on, on the back of that, get things rolling. But you take the, take the positive from it, get those guys immersed in the system and, and go from there. Now, do you have anything on any of that? Okay. There's some sad news, obviously, that broke yesterday across the NBL community. Four-time NBL championship player Alex Pledger, most recently with Melbourne United, the announcement that he is battling cancer. So we want to give a big shout-out to Chief because he is a... what for, for people who have had the privilege of meeting him, like us three have, mm. and many people around the country who have played against him or with him, they know how much of not only a great guy he is, but a fighter. And we want to give a big shout-out to Chief Alex Pledger and the... And the comments there that he made on the announcement that uh, was broken yesterday and he's a wonderful basketballer, he's an ever better human, he's a fighter and no doubt the NBL community is with you mate and we have no doubt you're going to beat this just like you've been able to beat many opponent and many a team over your illustrious NBL career. Mm. Yep, well said Cam and you speak on behalf of the three of us and and the whole basketball community when you, when you say those words and he's a winner mm-hmm. to this guy man. Few people in NBL history have won more titles than Alex Pledger, and um, you're right, on and off the floor, just a class act. Um, And I I like his, I I really respect his courage to come out and speak um, so openly about, you know, what what he's going through and um, uh, let everybody know that that he's up for the fight and, um, you know, feels lucky that that they've got onto it as quickly as they have. Just turned 34 the other day, very young for this kind of diagnosis, but no doubt he's going to battle through it and come out on top. And you, Chief, we're thinking of you, mate, and uh, the whole NBL community are with you. All right, talking about Kiwi legends, the announcement today that Mika Vakona has joined the Jack Jumpers, the newest NBL franchise, as a consultant to their basketball operations. There you go. There's the quote. He's excited. We're excited. And we kind of expected at some point he's going to have a pretty big hand in the league in some way or another, and this is no different. I'm going to start with you, Homicide, because you're a big Mika Vakona fan, as... We all are. This is, a, this is a great, even though it's off court, this is a great acquisition by Scott Roth and the entire Jack Jumpers uh, club, organisation community. I think that is, it is incredible that you have a man of his stature. He's a winner on and off the court. Everything he brings is about team. To me, he's an icon. He's a warrior. There's only one Mika Vakona. I've never played, a pl- played against a player that played every possession as intense as he has. And um, he's an asset to any organization. And it's great to have former NBL players a part of a league that they help build and help become great. So congratulations to Mika, man. Great, great acquisition. Bring him into the, to the mix to help build your culture and, and, and advise on, on how to build that up. But, you know what's cool about this right now in this moment is it opens the opportunity for us to speak on him and his retirement and his career in the NBL because we haven't really had that chance. It, 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 hang on. Is, is he legitimately he's 100% retired? Well, well, you can't be a consultant <laughs> of a team and still be a player. How, how do you know? Well, the tricky uh, thing it is... It doesn't happen. What, but Show that, me a player right no. now. That's active and a consultant no, for the same team. I agree. Or in the same league. I, I agree. But there's also no rule that says he can't be a consultant, work and build in a culture, and then suit up for the jack jumpers. No, nah, he can't do that. Why? 
You just can't. It's one or the other. Pick one. He, he's so humble. Yeah, I spoke agree. to him over the off-season, yep. you know, what's going on and whatnot. And he said, and he said look, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm hanging the boots up. I'm not, it's not, it's not, I'm not playing on. Okay. And uh, I said, well, let's, you know, let's work with you to mm. kind of uh, celebrate your career and, and do it properly because the career he's had is inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's inspirational. And, and to have a players, you know, young players come up and hear the stories about how he um, uh, behaved on and off the floor, I think, helps the future of the game. But he's so humble. He's like, you know, the best thing that we can all do for me is just to, just to let me okay. stay. So he has retired. But I... I <laughs> this the, is my point. The chance to, to, to talk about his five-time championship winning career yep. and the fact that he is... Arguably the most, if not the most, one of the most highly respected players in NBL history. And, um, man, uh, he, he's just had a, an unbelievable career. He has. And the Jack Jumpers game right now is going to be quite prevalent, I, I think, as they go through building this roster. Just quickly, are we expecting an announcement from the Jack Jumpers sometime soon around the player? Don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's Thon Maker doing? <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Is he playing? Did you tapped into his representatives? No. Just asking. I thought you might have. No? You don't? Okay, cool. Uh, where are we? Let's talk about New Zealand because they did play really well for two and a half quarters against Melbourne United in Bendigo and then got that gritty overtime win on Saturday. And we know how hard of a year this has been. They've been on the road for so long. Colton Iverson. Liam, can you please tell me what happened pre-game with Colton Iverson on Saturday? <sighs> Wasn't expecting to play. <laughs> rolled his ankle yes. early in this one, mm-hmm. um, fouled out, fouled out on a technical, which mm-hmm. I think he would, he would regret, copped some, some bad calls. But then he rolled up with the fitness test before this one. Didn't expect to play. Didn't even bring his playing kicks to the arena. So he did his fitness test in socks, did he? No, he, they have a spare pair of, of kicks for each player, ones that he's never played in, doesn't really like, yeah. size 18s. Mm-hmm. And he ran around in them and uh, came out and put 20 I'll tell you what. boards in the box score and equal to franchise record and helped this team get a much-needed overtime win. He likes the shoes now, Homicide. No, that's right. 10 points, 20 rebounds, like Liam said. Great team effort. You know, a lot of times this team, they play really good basketball and then fall off at the end because of no legs. They get tired. Mm. But they figured out a way to dig in collectively and get it done. Ty Webster, 27 and 10 dimes. Ben Delaney, 17 and 9. Rasmus Buck. Yeah, it's been great. He has been great for this team. Starting sometimes, coming off the bench, 16 and 5, 4 of 9 from the land of plenty. He's a reliable shooter and put in, I don't know what his contract situation is, but a bunch of teams would be looking at, at this guy's services for the future of his uh, career in the NBA because he is legit. Mm, for sure. And shout out to the, to the Breakers for finding him. You know, these guys that have, that have Australian citizenship, like Kendall Stevens, this guy, Rasmus Bach, that you can find over uh, elsewhere. They've done a good job there. And Colton Iverson, I, I, watching him, I mean, I, I applauded the signing to begin with because I thought it was a great, you know, he's obviously out of the EuroLeague, big unit. And, and they didn't need a guy who could needed to score, right? Like set picks, be a, a, a presence defensively, get boards. But then watching him in preseason, he was five steps behind the play, fouling out all the time and, and couldn't keep up, but got himself in better condition and is now, along with Ty Webster, the most, they're the two most important players on this team. Yeah. And with Rob Lowe not there... He's arguably the most important because once you get Corey Webster back and you can do some other things in the backcourt, Ty Webster's an elite talent, of course, but 
if as long as Colton Iverson's on the floor, this team has a chance to beat anyone on any night. They got a win. And the Cairns Taipans went back to Cairns, the pop-up arena, the snag pit. They've been on the road for a while. They had no form in the last month. They've got to try and get some of that party time atmosphere back. And that man delivered. Game 50 for Cam Oliver, game 50 for Scott Machado as well. And it just felt, I'll start with you, Homicide. We called this game, the three of us together, and it just felt like a much different Cameron Oliver. The vibe, the feeling around him off the top was, was evident. And he spoke about that after the game, talking about in practice, getting more on people after a chat with Mike Kelly. It, it just felt like more of that fun Cairns Taipans team that we saw last year. Yo, just give them the ball early. I've seen too many games this season where they've given them. He's, he, he's leaving the first half with five attempts, four attempts, a couple of fouls. Listen, mm. the man's an import and put on last season. You know why he put on last season? You guys was giving him the ball. Let him work. And I, that's why he was active so early in the game. And he's the kind of guy that if he's not active early in the game, he's not going to rebound the ball. He's just not. So you have to keep him involved. They got to do a better job of that. They did that. He delivered. They played really good on defense. They've got a whole lot of transition baskets. Scott Machado, they turned him into a scorer, and he delivered. I mean, it was a great performance because we do know on the ball – Defending, Sunday Detch is a problem. So it's very difficult for guards to get off on Sunday. And Scott Machado um, rose up to the challenge and got it done. And great, great team win at home. Much needed. Mm. At some point they were going to win. But, you know, they got it done. And please, 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 Connor Henry, please. <laughs> please. I know you watch overtime. Everybody does. Start the man. Run plays for the man. Play the man. He's a gun. There's no reason his minutes and attempts should be as low as they are. Play the man. You're going to win. You don't play the man, you're going to keep losing. Real talk. Any quick word on either of those? Hopefully. Brandon Paul is what I'm talking about, <laughs> just in case. If you don't no, know I think Connor, who I'm talking about. I don't think Connor Henry. Please and thank you. The whole 36ers fan base. And us. And Gaze, too. And Hammer. Everybody. I'm pretty Everybody. Sure, I'm pretty sure Connor Henry knew who you meant, mate. <sighs> Man. Ho hopefully Giddy's back. This I hope so. And they can rock out with Giddy mm -hmm. and, and Brandon Paul. Play Sunday Detch at the three. Those three guys on the perimeter rock and roll. Mid-season awards time. Let's do it. Play it. Oh, geez, there's a lot on there. There is. Same, same. Okay. Talk us through it, Cam. All right. Well, we've got the same MVP, Bryce Codd, nothing the whole country. Same as Trevor Gleeson. Most improved, McVeigh for myself and Corey. Liam's gone for uh, Froling, who's having an outstanding year, no okay. doubt. Yeah. Uh, defender, Nor we've got th different. Norton, Simon, I've gone Humphreys. Now, this is keeping in mind, this is to now, right to now, not who's going to win it you in our one. Six man, I'll go for Benny Moore. Adnum, there you go. Both in the same team at all for DJ and the Rookie of the Year. Let's talk about the Defensive Player of the Year because that's one we've all got different. Mm. Far away. Damn, Mitch Norton has been unbelievable. He has. This year. Uh, so who, who was it? Norton, who did you have? Justin Simon. Justin Simon. Not Humphreys. Sunday, Detch. Can't get a look in from oh, no, any he's of been us. Great. I think I've got Detch second, mm -hmm. to be honest. But uh, the, the job Norton's doing, game in, game out, against the Premier 
offensive player in the backcourt for their opponents. And they've been elite at the defensive end. I think they've got maybe the second-ranked defense in the league behind Melbourne United. And he is an enormous part of it. And he's, he's doing it without fouling, staying out of foul trouble for the most part. And, um, you know, whilst Cotton and Mooney are getting all kinds of praise, and we're talking about Todd Blanchfield uh, knocking down shots, I think Mitch Norton's been a huge key to their success. Mitch Norton has been great. Isaac Humphreys has been great as well prior to injury. And that's who I had, as well as MVP mm -hmm. of the league. But Justin Simon, I love everything he brings on defense. He's been, he's been great. I mean, he's pretty much shut down everybody he had to guard. They just don't have, they're just not in first place. But I'm rolling with Justin Simon. Mm. I went Isaac Humphreys. Now, again, I don't think he'll win it because I think he's going to end up missing too much, ga too much game time. He's missed six to this point mm. when we are asked to do it. Won a league leading in rebound, won a league, if not the league leading in blocks. And they've got no rim protector without him. They're a yeah. much different team. And that also goes to the other end of the court as well. So it's not just a defensive point of view as, as Homicide spoke about. He was having a great year. But oh. the, the fact that teams can get whatever they want. Without him there. For sure. Me. But Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Norton's been outstanding. It's a huge reason. We talk about Todd Blanchfield and the fact that he's moved into that uh, Tariko white spot and playing it maybe, if not better, and we've had numbers to suggest that. I'm not saying Mitch Norton is Damien Martin, but the fact he's been able to go in there and fill the gap better than almost anyone expected him to, considering mm -hmm. the award is now named after Martin, mm -hmm. has been a huge reason as to why Perth have not missed a beat. A couple more on, on there. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Jordan Hunter, who I think is part of the conversation yeah. for the most improved player. He's, he's second for me. Because he's come from a base of like, mm -hmm. his numbers are like nothing and nothing, mm -hmm. basically. Just played tiny little spot minutes. And he's out there having an impact as a starter. And when Jarrell Martin came in, I think the, the expectation was he was going to be their undersized five man. But they said, you know what? Let's keep Jordan out there. Um, so he's been doing great. Sam Froling having... A terrific year. Unbelievable. Slightly sliding uh, under the radar, I think, a little bit in terms of his, his impact. And uh, how close were either of you guys to Josh Giddy for Rookie of the Year? I wasn't. I, I, think he'll, I think Josh Giddy will end up winning Rookie of the Year. Uh -huh. uh, but right now, I think the DJs, in particular, start of the year and the way that he's been putting out points, been a little quiet the last couple of weeks, but not to the point he's just dropped off the cliff. I'm not expecting that, uh, suggesting that at all. But I think Josh Giddy will end up winning it. But right now, DJ, because I think if you're on triple-double watch almost every game, mm -hmm. not dissimilar to how we were last year with Lamello Ball, you're going to have to be very deep into that conversation. I would say also Cam Bairstow in the mix there mm -hmm. for sixth man, having a big impact yes. off the bench um, for the Hawks. Who, who do you guys, who, who would you have in second place for coach of the year right now? Coach of the year, probably Gorge. And uh, remarkable to think that he's probably the greatest coach we've ever seen on our shores. And, and no one expected Illawarra to be this good. Mm. And that includes us. And, and, you know, Harvey's been incredible. Jessup's been good at points. You mentioned Froling. Bairstow's been great. But they did lose. They, like, if someone had a said in the off-season, oh, Dengadale's not going to be the Dengadale because of injuries and being uncomfortable, hasn't quite been able to work into it, they're sitting third on the ladder and they're a legitimate championship contender. How about you? Who do you have? Gorge, yeah. for sure. Mm. I mean, they're essentially an expansion team. <laughs> they are. You know, when you've got a new ownership, a new coach, and almost an entirely new roster, and uh, they've got all these games to come at home, and they're rocking and rolling inside the top three. Fans, get to the stadium as well. I know that they haven't played many home games, and they've got a lot to come, but make sure you get and fill the, uh, fill the seats, because it's... 
great way to watch and be entertained every time you're at Hawks in town. All right, sneaker of the week. All thanks to JD Sports. Speaking about a guy who was, uh, well, he was my sixth man of the year, but he's now a starter. Have a look at that. Are they the freaks? Those are the freaks. Yep. The Greek freaks, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Custom as well. He's very creative, Ben Moore, clearly, yeah, but fire. the fact those, he's been able to do that himself. And I love the way he's playing about it. So all thanks to JD. That is a sneaker of the week. Good job, Ben Moore. And Chook, check these out. The undisputed king of trainers at JD Sports. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Air Jordan 1, Jim Oh, look Red. at the little kid ones. They're little kids. they got men's, women's, kids. Available for Cam, JD. Can they can fit you. <laughs> <laughs> What are you laughing about? I've got them. <laughs> hey, the joke's on you. Those are the babies, you know, though, you know, man. You know, how long, you know how long that takes me to put on? 0.4 of a second. Don't have to do shoelaces. It's remarkable. All right. Now, of course, don't miss out, and I'll tell you this, little Good Friday this week. Right. They're online Friday. In store, Saturday in JD Sports, but they're online. A little birdie told me they're <laughs> online at JD Sports, jd-sports.com.au on Friday. So make sure you get involved. Do not miss out. Nice. That might have been the funniest thing you've ever said, by the way, Corey. Let's get to the Ellie <laughs> Mobile Top 10 Plays of the Week. <laughs> Round 11 is done. Let's have some fun. It's your Aldi Mobile NBL Top 10 at number 10. It's Justin Simon, Fancy Diamond. A mind bender right between defenders to Sam Froling going soft jam with the left hand. And that's in at number 10. On to number nine where Uday Baba gets the steal. And once he's in the open floor, he's harder to catch than a breeze with a net. Uday's off like a blaze and the Melbourne guards got hops for days. Uday Baba goes flying at number nine. We're on the break at number eight. Illawarra's back again as Dang Adele skies at the rim. But on this play, the star by far is the beautiful dish from Emmett Nar. Behind the back at the rack for the Dang Adele airborne rim smack, we see you Hawks Twitter. Illawarra in at number eight. At number seven, off a pass from Bryce, Luke goes tumbling like dice, but Perth won't complain because his finish was nice. Travers gathers himself for a finish that's top shelf. The Wildcats get in with a circus shot at number seven. On to number six, and this isn't a record, but check out the spin as Mitch drives and dishes to jock at the rim. McCarron, Sharon in the air, and Landale slams well to get Melbourne in again at number six. At number five, Space Cam slips the screen and then gets flat obscene. We missed Oliver on the countdown last week, but the freak is back throwing down from his uptown lounge. Another cam slam for the Taipans, and it's in at number five. In at number four, how about these delightful tricks for Breakers late game theatrics? Ty tries a no-look pass with 30 seconds left in the game, and it's Finn for the win as his three ball goes in. Brisbane is reeling off the three for New Zealand as Delaney gets in at number four. On to number three where Tyrell Harrison fakes the handoff and goes for the liftoff. Just a little top of the key hesitation sets off the levitation and then the detonation. Tyrell rings the bell at number three. At number two, with time winding down in the half, Jared Kenny just 
flings it like a chest pass and somehow from beyond half court it's in off glass. A heave that will make you believe Kenny with a penny from heaven gets him in at number two. But at number one, oh, poor Jared Barstow's gonna be on the injury list with a strained ego after this hammer throw. Jordan's a big game hunter who brings home the thunder. A southpaw spike in flight that lights up the night lands Jordan Hunter at number one on the NBL. Well, thanks to LD Mobile, the top 10. If you've missed them, jump back on NBL on socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you go and uh, check out your stuff. Make sure you jump on. You know what the remarkable thing about that is? Yes. That's not even Jordan Hunter's best dunk of the year. <sighs> no, nah, the, the dunk he did against Phoenix, late game, was better than that. And I, I love that. And we, we were commenting, I'm not saying at all diminishing that. I'm putting the other one above it just. Top 10 Jordan Hunter plays at the end of the year is going to be quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> And you spoke about it. Of course, he's playing particularly well. Just quickly, where, where are we on Brisbane? Okay, we know how undermanned they are. Vic Law, we expect him to be back. We know Lamar Patterson working back towards it. Where are we on the, on the bullets right now? Because three weeks ago at the NBL Cup, and they had a chance to win it before that whole uh, second half defensive debacle against the Kings. Yep. But they, they were really good. Mm. They were great. Where are we? They're good. They're good? No Vic Law. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Come on, man. He's one of the best players in the league. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah. They were... Um... They were not impressive at all in that game last night mm. against Illawarra, but they're dealing with the situation that some other teams have dealt with previously yep. in terms of being displaced. Their families are all locked down back in Brisbane. They don't know when they're, when they're going home. So they've got to rise above that. They've got to get Vic Law back on the floor. and They'll be good to go. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. You got anything for me before you leave? Nothing? Uh-oh. What you got? Well, I'm just going to get this off. This is an adult shoe. <laughs> I just want to make, I don't want like, JD Sports, here we go, beautifully done. How you Sweet Air Max. Hey, what do you mean now that I got them? You were there when I got them. Oh, you bought those. JD Sports, oh, this is what I got from JD Sports. People <laughs> are hitting me up using hashtag NBL Overtime, think I've got size four, size four shoes because of you. Shoes. Look at this, how sturdy are these? Bang. <laughs>